Oh, we're live. Good morning, good afternoon. Right, hold on, let's pray first. <laughs> it's a live prayer, live prayers thing, live and direct. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for bringing us here safely. Thank you for even allowing us to podcast here tonight, Lord. Um, I pray that as Peter is in his leadership meeting, Lord, that he will just be able to give good contributions, Lord, that the direction of the church may go in a good way. For us and Moses who are here to record it today, Lord, I just pray that you know, as we speak about what we speak about, be it sensitive or not, um, that it'll be good, it'll be spirit-filled, and it may edify those who listen to it. These things can you ask in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. What's Peter saying now? Oh, it's you. Okay, let me let me let me mute this because it's gonna get annoying. <laughs> Settings. Notifications turned off. All right, let's go. No, no, leadership being will, will, will probably be over Zoom because they're like all over the place. All right, let me let me have this to the side now. Okay, so I can see your messages coming through. Yes, anyway, we'll get distracted. Ooh, ooh, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of the Blacksmith's Furnace to me, Robert. Man like Mo, man like Mo. Smash Bros and that. Smash Bros furnace. No, Peter. I don't know if it's my reception or yours, yeah, but there's a lag in what you're saying, you know. Really? Man said reception, like Sam, we're using data. This, this is, this is Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi situations. I don't know if it's mine or yours, but yeah. Nothing. Now, good now you're cool. I think mine's good today. I did test okay. just just before just before we started. It was like over hundred, which is great. But yeah, I am, Peter's not here. I'm in the. There we go. I'm in my room, so far away from the speed and that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting on over the hundreds, over the hundreds. So... I should be on four hundred, but. That's yeah. overkill, to be honest. Oh yeah, I mean, we've got we've got to make it work somehow. Okay, cool. One for well, one. Yeah. Not here. yeah, Pierre's not here. He's because we're recording on a different day because I was sick, so I wasn't gonna be. Here. No, you know what? That's a backstory for not another day. Forget one for one. Okay, do you want to go first? I can do. Okay, yeah, I got I got my question, but I'm happy for you to go first. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, Moses, how do you think that we as Christians should, um, what's the word? What should our attitude be when it comes to things like the law of attraction and speaking things into the universe and that kind of thing? Um. So you know what? Yeah, I I have struggled with this a lot recently, and it isn't from the law of attraction perspective um but from setting goals and milestones okay um so i i i believe in i believe god invites us to state our needs and state what we want to him but I then believe the challenge is to trust in him, even if it doesn't materialize. Mm. So 
you can go to God, yeah, I would like to get a house or whatever. And obviously you try to set plans like faith without works is dead. And so I'm praying for a house and I'm trying to save for a house and blah, blah, blah. But, and I think there's a difference between hearing God saying, oh, I'm going to give you a house. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It may come miraculously, maybe through like me saving the money and then going up for it. So just trying to be diligent with the, with the resources that you have. Um, there's a difference between that. And you go into God saying, I want a house. So one is God saying, I'm going to give you something. And the other is you going to God say, I want something. Um, if you go to God saying, I want something, then you need to come in a posture that Jesus was in that, but not my will, your will. I'm happy to let that go if it's not in your will for me, regardless of however good you think it would be. Um, but the, the thing that I have been struggling with particularly is letting go of the targets that I feel are good and trusting in God, even if they don't materialize um, and just be like, all right, I think X, Y, Z and I start working towards it. And then I'm like, okay, but let me actually submit this to God and trust in him regardless of whatever happens i will still work i'll still be diligent but it's no longer in service of this goal but being faithful to him and trusting in him whether this materializes or not mm. um because yeah i do feel this speaking it out and then getting it and blah 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 sometimes it's it can come across very transactional um and sometimes we try to manipulate the situation. We approach God manipulatively and it's not health, it's not healthy or helpful. Um, and if we believe that he's a, he's a good father who's going to give us good things, if something is withdrawn or withheld for us for whatever reason, for whatever time period, um, to believe in him that he is still good and he still has our best interest at heart. So I believe that there's there's a much deeper heart posture and a heart challenge in that. So yeah, I I have seen people who have been like, oh yeah, like boom, and it happened this and that within the faith. I had a I had a vision board, and it it came true this and that. Um, and I'm like, yeah, like that's cool. Um, how much it would be speaking it into the universe and manifesting it and stuff. I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. Um, there are principles in the Bible, like sowing and reaping, blah, blah, blah. If you put in the work, there is a notion of there's going to be some sort of um, reward as a result of it. But how much of that was God's will? Just because you're being blessed doesn't mean that, like, that's God's will for you, particularly um, in the long run. So, but yeah. Good, but don't all good things come from God? But what was the definition of good? If you getting what you want on your vision board is your definition of good, um, it might not be God's will for you to be rich. It might not be God's will for you to have that. So just because it's on your vision board and you got it, you think it's good and God's given it to me, but it might not have been his will for you to have it. So, so, so then how as Christians do we define what is good and come from good and what is not? 
I, th- I think there's a level of discern there's there's discernment that needs to happen. Um, I I tell you this. Um, I'll tell you the story. I heard a man had a dream that he went to church and f- I saw his wife. Um, and in the dream, his wife looked a particular way. She was wearing a particular dress on that Sunday. She went. He went to church the f- next Sunday, and the exact same woman from his dreams was there wearing the exact same clothes so obviously he was like boom i've never seen you i had this dream like you and my wife all of them things there they prayed all of them things they started the journey and he was like that was the worst relationship he's ever had in his life (laughs) everything was just going pear-shaped um and it was just like yeah like she wasn't the one and so and, and it's, it's not trying to throw shade or cast doubt or anything. And I personally have had situations where I felt everything lined up again with a woman, with another woman being my wife. Um, and I pursued it and it ended up very badly. Mm. Very badly. And it was so bizarre because I was like, God, like, was I not hearing you? Now, in hindsight, I can kind of see some things that was that were red flags, but I didn't know it back then. Um, and I mean, I'm in a loving, happy relationship at the moment. I wouldn't trade for any, any other thing. Um, so, yeah, just because something seems good. And so coming back to the question, how do you how do you know if something is from where it definitely takes discernment? It, there will be trial and error, especially at, at the initial stages. Um, but if you do make a wrong step, if you do take a wrong step in faith, I believe that God can still work through that. Mm. So it isn't a case of you make a mistake and then like your life is just off the rails for the rest of your life. There may be some repercussions depending on what it is, but I still believe that God can work through that. So there's still that blanket of grace um, where it's like you haven't slipped far outside of God's hands that he still can't redeem things. Um, You may need to shoulder some of the consequences, but yeah, God is still in control and he can still work through it. So yeah, just be discerning, just be prayerful, just be try to be sensitive to a spirit. And um I think the main thing is surrendering it to him. So even if like at the moment you're about to jump, you feel like God is saying I should I should not jump, to be prepared to say I'm not gonna jump because I feel like God is telling me not to. Mm. Yeah. So I, yeah. Cool. Are you happy with that? Is there anything that okay? Um, so my question is um, if you are speaking to a Christian couple a new Christian couple okay since now you've got you've got some you've got some skin in the game (laughs) you're almost you're almost just over a year deep yeah yeah a year, so, and, year and a couple months. Yeah, literally a year and a couple months, two months. Um, since you've got some skin in the game, if a newlywed couple was to come to you and they were seeking some sort of guidance around um, 
how far is too far in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> what obviously is going to be, it's like there's, there's that caveat of it's between you two. So you two kind of um, delineate and like set boundaries and stuff. But they're like, no, we want, we want like a, a ring fence that we know we can play within. Mm. How how would you go about that conversation with them? Um, can you hear me still? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. I think I would start, obviously start with just the two of you. No, 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 no third party, fourth parties. We ain't doing no orgies out here or anything. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> um, I think that um, I would start by saying just be mindful that you know this is your spouse this is your husband this is your wife and so whatever you do one you shouldn't do anything that either party feels uncomfortable doing mm. so it's good, it's good to have those conversations about um are you okay with us doing this like it might not be sexy in the moment but it's better to ask and be told no than do it and then there'll be consequences later on down the line mm. um yeah so yeah so yeah, know what each other is comfortable doing or not doing. Um, have conversations about, if they're not comfortable about doing it, not doing it now, is there room for that in the future, maybe? If they say no, leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no amount of latex is, is, is worth ruining the marriage, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, so there's, so, so there's that. Secondly, I would say, um, you know, be free, have fun, but just remember that this this is your spouse that you are honouring before God. Mm. So um, just remember that they are not your personal plaything. They're not your mm. personal plaything star. <laughs> just because you see the XYZ be doing, be doing on the video, don't be expecting, expecting your wife to be here to be doing these things okay. as well. Okay. Even if she can, she may not want to. Uh, and you might find that it's not as good as you think it. Uh, it's not as good as it looked on the screen. And mm. that doesn't mean that your wife is bad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, these these poor stars are for your husband. Yeah. Yeah, and just, yeah, and just try and be honouring to your spouse, you know, because I know, like, like me, like me and Andrew were like a while ago. We were looking at like different kinks. There was like an A to Z of kinks, the different okay. kinks that people were interested in. There was there, there were some interesting ones, you know. Some were like, yeah, some were like, eh. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, there was there was one that's called like. Impact play, okay, which which deals with like hitting and slapping um, your partner, and it could be something as small as like hitting them on the backside, you know, kind of like a spank, but it can get to levels of like <laughs> like slapping the hit in the faces and stuff. That's wild. It, it, well, I mean, some some man, some man are on that. Yeah, they are, and they're choking and, 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 and like all of that. Um, so, and like, if you go on to go to those at screen streams, I think it might be nice to just like take, take some time out to question 
why do you want to go to those extremes? Like, like, what is it about choking or slapping your partner that that, <laughs> that is turning you on? Um, and is it healthy? You still there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, you got me. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I just Google the kinks. That's got the incognito. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I didn't even do this one incognito. I was just, I'm just there willy nilly. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I just I just saw this one thing. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah. So I think that um maybe explore when it comes to like the more extreme stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Why you just want to do what you want to do? Electro stimulation. Oh yeah, electro stimulation. Wow, that is scary. <laughs> Taste man. <laughs> Yeah, that's wild. And I think, especially yeah, if you want to be, and, and I think, especially if, if you want to be the one doing it, as the one, as the one mm. receiving it, you need to just be careful. You know? Um, have someone frothing at the mouth. Yeah, cause like, cause like, cause like, pouring candle wax is, is all good until it's being poured on you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need but to yeah, um, thing, man. Yeah, like have fun with it, explore together, you know. Mm. Um, you know, most just found out that website there, go and find it together, look, look, look through it together, um, discuss together. That's what me and Andrew did. Like, like, we went through it, we read it out, we had a laugh, we discussed, oh, are you, are you down for this? No, don't me too. <laughs> no, sometimes, <laughs> her no had me saying no too because. <laughs> It's not even a situation where you want to say yes, but she says no. You're like, huh? That's good. But yeah, enjoy each other. Yeah, enjoy each other. But remember, you 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 are two people honoring God. You're not play mm. toys, play things. But yeah. I like that. Cure, that's good. And guys, explore kinks. Kinks are great. You'd be surprised what you're both into. Fam. Hopefully, she ain't into sodomy, but yeah, boy. We ask God. All right, let's get into the topic for today. Um, keeping it sexual. But on the other side of the spectrum, ooh. <laughs> so was it yesterday? Day before yesterday, um, Andrew and I went to the cinema. Probably Sunday. Wait, what day is it today? Wednesday. Wednesday. Maybe we went on Monday. Can't remember. But I went to the cinema. We went to go and watch. No, it was Sunday. It was Sunday because we got we got free free plus and we get free pass limit tickets, which is great. Nice. nice. Yeah, so we went to go and watch the whale with Brendan Fraser. Okay. Um, it's just it's just movie about this fat, fat, fat guy. He's so fat, and he's like an online um, English literature teacher. Okay. And, yeah. And he's le- and he's legit got like a week left to live because of the lifestyle he's living. Because mm. he is fat. And the long and the short of it is, um, he was married before, but he um, left his wife and child, which was eight years old to go and get in a homo relationship with one of his students. 
and then wow. uh, and this and then the student ended up killing himself because he was part of like a it was almost like a Jehovah's Witness style Christian mm. organization it's a cult. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah, so that's like a brief gist of it. And then even before like the movie started, you, you know how they have trailers and stuff. Mm. Um, there was a and there was a trailer about like you know one of these French fancy like artsy films. Um, I think it was French, where it was looking at like the friendship of these two like boys. I think they were like maybe like nine, ten, eleven years old. And it seemed like they were, you know, trying to move on to that, mm, 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 you know, sharing, sharing the bed together, putting the head on the shirt, you know, all of that stuff. And and so it looked like it was, it was like exploring that, that that homosexuality love between these two. Yeah. Boys, I think. And uh, yeah, it's 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 like the LGBT is coming into stuff more and more um, mm. as the days go by and it's getting normalised yeah. and all of that stuff and so I just thought we'd have a little conversation about how do you navigate living in a world who let me say this way that it doesn't does sound crazy no let me, let me just say how, how do we as Christians especially Christians with children or who one day have children navigate mm. being in a world where LGBTQ ideas are more and more mainstream or becoming more and more mainstream mm. or are pretty much mainstream. Because mm. like even on even on YouTube kids apparently they've got shows with like kids having conversations with like trans people and and like one of these things. And so like as a parent you might put your children on on YouTube kids because you think it's a safe thing for them to watch. Unbeknownst to, to you, there's all of this stuff going on. Bro, Leia, Leia style. So you see how like Ryan's right. There's a there's an offshoot of Ryan's family, like playing games and blah blah blah. And you, you almost see Ryan's little twin sisters growing up together and stuff. Um so and Leia tends to like watching people play and family orientated stuff. And one time I find out she's watching this family thing and it's two mums raising their children from other marriages. And I'm just like, yo, how, how did you get here? <laughs> um, and one of the new Power Rangers, um, the Green Ranger is a girl. But when she first transforms to the Green Ranger, obviously the girls have a skirt. She rips her skirt off. So it's just the trousers. And then it turns out that, and then in the thing, she gets a girlfriend. So I was like, rah. Okay. But it's like, I'm, I initiated this Power Rangers watching with Leia. <laughs> and so now I'm, it's just like, yo. It's a trap. Um, <laughs> they set the trap card from early. And it's like, after she got her girl, I was like, I should have seen this coming from the time you ripped off your, your skirt. <laughs> Cause that that was a foreshadowing. Like that was a sign that Saturn was Saturn wasn't like normal in terms of yeah, historically normal. Um but I think I think that 
because so when you mentioned it, I was trying to look, trying to like just glance through um, history, and there there was a time with Christians where um, during the KKK times and like black people not being seen as human and stuff, where Christians were dreading the times when their children would bring a black person home because they thought that that like this isn't this isn't like normal it isn't godly it isn't what god wants like white people should stick to themselves and black people should stick to themselves um and in hindsight we're like nah them men are dumb but it was like that was the that 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 was the the common commonly held notion of what it meant to be a good christian I think the difference. Um, is, I think the difference is in the, in the Bible. There's nowhere that it says that black people are lesser than white people. Um, whereas in the Bible, it's 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 very clear about like homosexuality and the sort. Yeah, and it, it's that. Yes, you're right in in that the Bible doesn't um, demean one race at the and elevate another race. Um, but we also know historically the Bible has been whitewashed. Mm. And so, like, white people genuinely thought Jesus was white. Like, Jesus is the God of the white people and, like, just that whole rhetoric. Um, And I, yes, in as much as the Bible does present this, this is how God has made marriage, it also presents this is how God has made life. But even as you break it, you're still able to engage with God who is able to try to like transform you. Um, so I, I say that to say, I, I don't particularly, I'm not particularly concerned with my children being raised in, in a society that, embraces more so the lgbtq community i think it's a good thing and i even had a conversation with my eldest daughter and i was like yo even if you had to bring another girl home like with me know that it's like it's going to be cool um i can't speak for your mom but with me like, <laughs> um like it's cool i will ask questions and stuff in terms of how did you get here, blah, 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 this and that, but it's not going to be a case of get out of my house. Um, I see it as um, not, a, not a sense of loving the person, hating the sin, um, but more so extending God's love in that God's love is still able to reach this person in whatever state that they're in and is able to redeem them. And redemption is something that only God can do. Um, redemption is God's through jesus um but in terms of the impact that it has on my children it's very much recognizing that only god can keep them in this world Mm. like i there was a time when i was proper like yo i am raising children to set them out into a world that will chew them up and spit them out into a world that is dark, into a world that is just chaos. 
And even from primary school, we had some very questionable characters in Leia's school. This boy that was in Leia's classroom was like swearing and sticking his finger up in context. <laughs> like if you did it randomly, then it'd be like, oh yeah, but no, it was in context. You were swearing in context, this pagan coming in. Speak of the devil, he shall appear. <laughs> this, this, and like, oh, Leia was in like reception and he just bounces. Leia was in reception. <laughs> So reception, they're what? They're four or five years old. Yeah. And this boy was swearing and sticking up his middle finger in context. And I'm just like, bro. But by the grace of God, he's no longer in the school. Amen. <laughs> but the, rea- the reality is, she is going to meet these people. By virtue of being in the world, she's going to come up against things that I don't agree with the Bible doesn't necessarily agree with and it isn't a case of protecting them from evil but empowering them to be able to still be the light in the midst of evil so for me that's that's the that's the most uh, fundamental thing and and again with that is not necessary and this is a Khalil Gibran sort of sort of flex it isn't it isn't so much so a case of downloading all of my convictions into her because they are my convictions not even into just her but all of my children because they are they are my convictions but it's facilitating a space where she is able to to gain her own convictions in god and walk with that so i will almost try to lay a foundation with mine but then allow god to breathe on certain ones and make this a space where she can learn from me, but I can also learn from her. And so as the world becomes more um, sexually fluid, allowing her to develop convictions prayerfully in line with what God is saying. So even as she walks through a dark world, she is still able to be the light in a way that is um, more relevant for her generation. Um, sorry, I I am only in for a few seconds, but I had to come in because I forgot. I had a question for sorry, not sorry, and I forgot it. And the topic, I just want to, I want, I have got a question, but um, when when the Bible says raise up a child the way they should grow, and when they grow, they will not depart from it. I very much see that as a a a burden that a parent should bear, a Christian parent should bear, to raise their child to be a God-fearing child. Now, I guess my question is where the way the world is going, and this is something that genuinely scares the bejesus out of me, like every single day. You talk about watching stuff, like we're watching, we're watching stuff. I saw something, there's one thing on YouTube. It was, it started off with like a Christian Sunday school thing, like literally started with a Christian Sunday school thing. And they're like three, they, they do it like little blocks or whatever, three blocks in, some grandma is killing a dog. I know where it came from. I don't know what's going on. It's like, she drops the dog in a well and the dog drowns and they're singing about it. And this is supposed to be a kid's thing. 
it's it's approved for kids on YouTube. But anyway, so I, there there's a diligent effort to destroy and and to do these things. My question is, what do you see if a child is to go, you know, to the alphabet people, or if a child does not um, take up the faith, would you see that as a failure of the parents? No. Yeah, mm. I wouldn't see it as a failure of the parent. Mm. Um, Interesting. Just, just like how, you know, you can come from a two-parent household, still end up in prison, still end up... Um, but you don't that think is. that's a failure of the parents? No, because because the parent can only equip you so much. After mm. a while, you are you are responsible for your own decisions and your own actions. Mm. Um, there, there may be failures mm. in that in that sequence of events, mm. but the action itself that led you to prison, you chose to do that, so mm. you need to own the consequences of that. If you choose not to be in the faith. <laughs> Because essentially, my my parents can see me as a Christian being a failure on their part, mm. which to a large degree they do. And I was going to say, not not to say you're a failure, <laughs> but I was going to say, I was going to say, in in a big part, a lot of the other monotheistic religions actually do see that, and it's interesting the correlation where you look at some of these other religions and the 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 kids that grow up in it follow the religion as well, and there's a lot more continuity. And I wonder if there's something to be learned there from the level of responsibility that the parents take. Because as you said, like in your parents' eyes, because you're you're, you're Christian, you're a failure in their eyes, if that makes sense. And so I see that in Muslim as well. It, so it's in their eyes, they see as they have failed as parents. Yeah. 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 Um and one thing that I have learned from my parents. They fail to take I it to help, even, but yeah. And even I think it it leans in directly to what you're saying is the intentionality to pass things on. Mm. If you were were very lackadaisical and just like, oh, yeah, they'll they'll get it, and they leave the faith, you fail to pass it down. Mm. It's like... You can take a a horse to water, you can't force them to drink. No, 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 no. If If a chef wants his children or her children to cook especially well him saying oh yeah they're floating around the kitchen so they'll pick it up is not him passing on the recipes Mm. it's not him passing on the skill set to be able to do that Mm. yes they may see you scrambling eggs and stuff but as a chef you recognize that that that's not the totality of the skill set you need to to create an immaculate meal Mm. Um, and so there has to be a level of intentionality there has to be a level of no let's sit down and go through this um but again when you're passing things on if you and i think this is especially relevant within christianity if you just pass down the dogma then you failed anyways mm. unless you're that's able not what to, christianity is about that's not what christianity yeah. is about yeah yeah I, I, I was gonna say like with with the other religions it's very much about following the rules thinking to the rules. Yeah. christianity yeah. is about that relationship with God, that relationship with Jesus, mm. and you can you can describe it, but you can't teach it. You, you can't teach someone how to have a relationship. If that means, like 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 you can you can teach things to help you form that relationship, but you can't teach someone how to have a relationship with Jesus. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, th- I think 
I, I think there there can there should be an intentionality around creating and creating fostering and sustaining an environment that promotes engagement with God. Hmm. which would which would include like a bible study which would include like um worshiping together like potentially communion going to church like actively engaging with god allowing your children to see you engage with god see how you do these things and then inviting them into it at the appropriate ages having conversations around it um and so there are ways to fo- to be intentional around fostering this now you can't force the relationship hmm. but you can um almost set the conditions for it to to kind of to to encourage it mm. is the word. I, I so I I I I do see it as a failure of the parents in the sense, okay. you know, um, Khalil Gibran. I think he gives the analogy. Oh, even I think it's biblical of kids being like a qui- like an arrow like a arrow in the quiver yeah. of of the parents, yeah. and they have to release it. Now I th- I see the I see the difficulty in that because there is a release, and once they're mm-hmm. gone you know you can't do anything about that but i think everything that you can do to make that arrow sustain flight and and sustain reaching its destination without being broken without missing all of those things i think i think fall on the parent and that's why this scares me a lot because there's a recognition of how little control i will have after the fact as you said you know you can't force them to have a relationship but you can, I, I think what the Bible says, raise them up the way that they should grow. And when they grow, they won't depart from it. I think the Bible's putting that burden on parents, which again, will have to be spirit led, will have to be guided by God, what you do, because you go too hard with the rules and stuff. And that just makes them slick. You go too loose with the rules and that just gives them, gives them ready to do whatever they want to do. So there is a balance that needs to be, that needs to be met I, I just I think I personally will will be will consider myself a failed parent if for instance Zao grows up and, and doesn't follow the faith or does something, you know, left, which I constantly pray she doesn't because I don't really have that much control over that. But as much control as I do have, as much as I can, I think that's where that intentionality definitely comes in, um, to instill those in her now as she grows. Do you know what, yeah, bro? And this, this, yeah, this, it kind of feeds into our conversation. So, yeah, I'm happy to kind of jump on it. But one of the reasons why I was happy to leave ministry, um, partially because the environment was toxic, but the other part, and I had to slide that in there, the passive-aggressive comments <laughs> and stuff. But the other part was, bro, in the Old Testament, yeah, the narratives that scare me is in um, is in like the First, Second Samuel's, the Kings, and the Chronicles, mm. where I was like, this king served the Lord, and then his child didn't. I'm just like, yeah. no, <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah. You mad? Yeah. Um, and when this king was serving the Lord surely his child saw the reforms the things that he was putting in place mm. all of them things there he was he, like he was he was seeking the lord's face like he was doing all of these things and then your child just comes and does a madness even samuel 
when Samuel was with Eli and Eli's children were doing the madness, it's mad because Samuel's children did the madness. Mm. So he even like Samuel's parenting mimicked Eli's parenting. Mm. And it was because Samuel's parenting meant that his children were now taking bribes. The men were like, yo, we want a king. Mm. So it, it, even though God said they're rejecting me and Samuel saw it as they were rejecting him as well. It's like you failed to like your children didn't uphold the values and the morals that you, you held and you still placed them in positions of responsibility as a parent. If you see that, take them out, bro. You might be my kid in that, but nah, take you're not, you out, can't, you know? bro, you're not doing. And even, even when it comes to the Kings, um, David, Absalom. Absalom was doing the madness. David just runs away. He comes back. Abimelech or something tries mm. to do the same thing. And then he was like, nah, Solomon, you jump into this thing. But after, after that, we see the kings just passing on the crowns to the firstborn. Mm-hmm. But with David... God said to David, no, Solomon is going to be the next king after you. Mm. And so there was an inquiry as to who's next. It's not just because you're the firstborn, you're the king. Mm. God, like, who's next? Um, and so there, there was a level of discernment there. But I say that to say, I see my family as my first ministry. Mm. And I see my responsibility as being, if I can say that I poured in everything that I could have done into my children, mm. I'm content. Mm. Regardless of however they turned out, I'm content. Even if they don't follow in my shoes or do them things, I also see as it's now my responsibility. Not even at them right now, it's my responsibility to show them something of the love of God. Mm. So even if they don't follow in my footsteps, that responsibility is still on me to show them something of the love of God. Mm. Um, And so long as I'm able to do that, I still see that as a win. Mm. Just to go back quickly on <coughs> on that point about the prophets and then their their children not following God, I think it's interesting how that has followed us to the present day and how pastors' kids are like a real thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, and so, and so there seems to be like a disconnect happening somewhere, like even in the Bible up to today, where you could be, you, you can be such a good follower of God, but so for some reason your children are are not following your footsteps? I, I think there's something to be learnt from the contrast of that with Abraham and Isaac. And dude literally nearly killed you for this God. And somehow Isaac still followed that God, as did Isaac's kids, you know. And so it would know, be like, oh, God of uh, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And where you guys are completely right with the priests. The kids seem to fall away with the early patriarchs. The kids followed even where there, I say there'll be reason not to, you know, Joseph was sold into slavery. Um, I didn't ask he would do that much. Was he muted? Still a patriarch. Fam, he's still a patriarch. Man's out here trying to talk and that these sounds are muted. Um, <laughs> no. So with, with Isaac, it's interesting after Abraham almost killed him they don't talk like the Bible yeah, doesn't yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. them to have yeah. a conversation man's yeah. got daddy issues it's cool <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but the dopest thing about that is God introduces himself to each one of the patriarchs. Does he? Yeah. What's he talking about? Because obviously, like, 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 God, God introduced... like, like, I could only think about Isaac, the seven going to get Rebecca, and yes. then. So, and then they got married, and then they, they and struggled with two kids. He struggled with, and he was like, oh, why, why, um, um, Rachel was like, why am I struggling so much? And God was like, oh, if there's two kids inside of you, um, there's two nations. Rebecca one is or Rachel? Rebecca. Rebecca. Yeah. Yes, Rebecca. Um, there's two nations struggling inside of you. So, yeah, I don't even think, um, they well, that's have Rebecca. That what about yes, Isaac? They don't even have that much of a conversation too, too tough. But the thing is, um, in in that lineage, God reveals Himself to to each person in terms of Jacob. There there was, there was almost this no I, I am the God of your fathers of yeah. of, of like and and yeah. that's I I believe that without that without God introducing Himself to my children, all they have are the stories that I have told them. But then aren't the stories that you tell them what will help them recognize? Because you can introduce yourself to me and I could be like, okay, cool. What, 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 who are you? But then I think it's the stories that you tell. It's the, it's your life that they see that yes. then gives that introduction context and, and validation. And, and what I'm saying is I'm not necessarily negating telling them the stories or facilitating mm. that space. What I'm saying is I could do all of that, but without a personal encounter with God, they don't have faith. Yeah, and so it's it's like I very much see it as and again this this may be almost going down the Calvinistic sort of route mm. um, where it's very much just like I, in, in all that I do my prayer is that they encounter God mm. and until they have encountered God I can only continue to pray for that mm. and so even if I die without them having encountered God there is still a chance for them to encounter God before they die. Mm. Like, um, gay girl, good God. Mm. They, she can go off and do whatever she wants to do. But when the Holy Spirit slaps upside the head, yeah, mm. biology will, will snap back into place. Yeah. Yeah. And then so I think that's, that's I think where that's, our... That's where yeah. our prayers and our sort of intentionality comes in because the way I, I also see it is until they do, like mm -hmm. my job is to keep praying and my job is to yes. keep desiring. But then I can't. So that's where that's where we di we differ is that I can't see it as a win if I've done everything I, I can do and they still don't because then I've not done everything I can do. <laughs> no, but no, but 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 the thing is, and this this is the thing that releases me. Mm. is salvation isn't based on my efforts. No, but we are called to do something. We are called to do something, mm -hmm. but that something isn't what's going to save our children. No, but then I think until our children are saved, I don't think we're released from doing stuff. Yes, we're not released from it. But what I'm saying is my... my almost my release <laughs> using that word is in trusting that God it is your it is, it is you who saves mm. 
And so I will pray, I will be diligent, but at the end of the day, her salvation isn't, or their salvation isn't on me. Mm. And so I will try to foster that space. I will try to engage with them. And so even as I am engaging with them, it's not from a hit you over the head, like do this, do that. It's very much like, yo, like God really loves you. Like God's about, God's for you, God's for us. Like this is all that he's doing, this and that. He wants a relationship with us. And as soon as they start to like show signs of either hearing from encouraging all of that like doing these things here um getting them to pray like little things like that um fostering this space and then really praying that the holy spirit <clears throat> breathes over that and brings about new life um and leads them in a way that draws them closer to him um and i guess that's the pulling back of the arrow mm. um that's the pulling back of the arrow and then once yeah I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna run. You guys can carry on just my throat. Man just came in for fifteen minutes taken. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but, but just to just follow I'll follow on from what Peter said as he leaves. Perfect time. Mm. I, I don't think a parish job is ever done. I think as long like as no. long as as long as you're alive, like you, you still have a duty to your yeah. kids. Uh just as you have a duty to your fellow Christians. Facts. And even yeah. once your children become Christians, you're not going to stop praying for them. Yeah. Arguably, you might even start praying for them more because you know the temptations, you know the stuff that is going to come as a result of that. Um, and you wouldn't want them to backslide. You wouldn't want them to leave the faith and blah, blah, blah. And it's not even a case of you are praying to circumvent that or whatever, but it's just like you recognize the trials, the temptations, the struggles, the hardship that comes with faith. And you're just like, God, like grant my children the wisdom, whatever it is. So yeah, like as a parent, so long as you're alive, your job is never done. And so long as you and your children are alive, your job is never done. Amen. So outside of LGBTQ things, Mm -hmm. is, is there anything that you're mindful about shielding your kids from or like is, it, is there something that you hope that like there's a way that you hope they don't go down so I, I really hope that my children don't follow in my footsteps in terms of a child out of wedlock mm. um, predominantly because I know I have experienced firsthand the struggles um I'm really grateful to be one of the of the guys who, and I believe there's a growing amount of the guys who are fighting to stay in, in the in their children's lives or have fought to stay in their children's lives and are making an effort and are um, inconveniencing themselves to be able to to be part of this. And I say inconvenience and light because your child is not an inconvenience and trying to like be present and be in their lives shouldn't be an inconvenience. They didn't choose to be born. It was your actions that that gave them life biologically anyways. Um, and being intentional about helping them know that regardless of what, however their conception was or however the trajectory of the relationship has gone, that God was very intentional about their lives and them being present. Um, but I do recognize that it's difficult it's difficult when the relationship kind of goes goes downhill and stuff like that. Um, so, 
yeah that's that's one thing that i'm very much just like i wouldn't want my children going down that route um partially for selfish reasons because i don't want to be inconvenienced trying to take care of your kid um <laughs> but then i'm like but then i'm like i did expect that from my parents and so and they did it and so that's very hypocritical of me um but on, this, on the other form, like, I don't want you as my children to have to go through that hardship. Um, so that's one thing that I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want for my children. Um, another one is, is sexual assault, sexual abuse. Mm. Um, yeah. For, for all of them, both the boy and the girls, um, I wouldn't want them to experience a a traumatic sexual experience um because that that stays with you that really does stay stick around and it's something so wholesome when when done right but when abused can be so hurtful um that's another thing. And I, what else? Um, I wouldn't want them to to shrink who they are in order to gain acceptance. Mm. And so I'm constantly trying to encourage them to just be like, to, to own who they are and, and like in, inhabit the spaces. In as much as it is difficult, because sometimes their personalities test the hell out of me um but still trying to be like yo like this is you be you enjoy who you are be you to the fullest um these are a couple of the things um how about yourself uh well the first thing that came to mind is i don't want the fact that they are black or institutionalized racism to be the reason why they don't achieve things in life i don't want that to, to be their Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. because you know racism exists in many different forms doesn't mean mean that you can't achieve or you you shouldn't be achieving don't use that as an excuse because there'll be rent to pay there'll still be bills to pay Um, you got a great stack greatness that's within you You come from a family with us Yeah, uh, that's a tricky one, though. But yeah, yeah, and uh, this might be a bit political, but I don't want my kids to be a too socialist. Unpack that for me, please. <laughs> no, like, like generally, I don't, I don't, I don't fully understand it. So, like, in terms of. How can, I, how can I put this? I want them to, again, it, it goes, it kind of goes back to the money thing. I want them to, how can I, I want them to know that if you, if you work hard, you'll get money. And if you earn money, that's your money, you know? I, I don't know how I feel about this whole, um, spread the wealth out between everyone. Nah, bro. <laughs> There's a reason why doctors get paid as doctors 
and the big mm. the big banker guys get pairs of the big banker guys. You might not feel like it's it is it, good working there at Starbucks part time. Should have been a big banker dude. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm assuming that that doesn't negate if they earn this amount of money and they still they choose to share their money. I don't know. Yeah, that, that, that's fine. But okay. I should. I, don't be one of those people that tells other people you should be sharing your money with all these people. Look at all the people in Africa. Da, 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 da. That mm. is disgusting. <laughs> That's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. This, yeah. This this whole social media era, people be doing a lot of lip service, but not mm. much action. Or yeah. the action that they do is trying to get other people to do the actions because they're the ones that have got the actual power to make mm. the change. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, before we finish, should we do something fun? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. See that this is a Smash Bros episode. I say we get that A to Z of Kinks up. Mad. And and then find one that you think you would be down for, but you really wouldn't. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> That's the link. Yes, please. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So send that over. So we could be looking from the same singing from the same Hymn book, shall we say? Give us a second, guys. We about to go in. The hour will be on, but gems won't be. Yeah. Oh, Peter's happy that he's missing this. Well, I yeah, think he's yeah, actually yeah, sad. Yeah. Shout out to Glamour. This is, this is so wild. A- oh, yeah. Age play. Oh, that, that, that was wild. Yeah. All right. So just do... A, a, a quick set. Yeah, yeah. No, we did that one already. Man, <laughs> <laughs> we did that one already. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you found your one, yeah? Nah, nah, just, yeah. I had memories. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh I, I know mine. I know mine. Oh, you found your one, yeah? I found one. No, actually, no, 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 no. Okay, this is the opposite. Okay, I don't know what, what the op- other opposite would be then. Oh, I think we're too similar. Okay, wait. I, I think I found one. Where did it go? Where did it go? Uh, oh, it was. Where did it go? Sorry, guys. Just, just, just hold on a second. <laughs> It'll be worth the wait. <laughs> okay, I found mine. These nah, this this thing yeah has actually got links to to props. <laughs> wow, these men got Japanese bondage. That one, Kabuki. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's that's not really a kink. Hold on, I, I'm trying to hold on there. 
Uh, Yo, there's one called Nebiophilia, which is being sexually aroused by fog, steam, dry ice, or smoke. That's wild. How? (laughs) Uh, um, It's being turned on by music. That's that. The baby making music. Inanimate objects. Pregnancy fetish. Okay. Yeah, I found mine. I found mine. Well, 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 pregnancy fetish. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, but hey. Okay, I found mine too. During during pregnancy is the next thing, you know. (laughs) I can't lie, it's the next thing. It's the next thing. You have to wear my contraception. (laughs) When you get your wife pregnant, it's the next thing. Because, no, but apparently, intercourse during pregnancy actually boosts blood flow to the kids, to the baby inside. Yeah, because, like, it gets, especially when, like, the wife is aroused and orgasm and stuff like that, the blood is flowing a lot more. So there's a lot more oxygen flowing to the baby. So it's actually, like, healthy um, Mm. for for that to happen, especially for the baby. So for all the mandem, the wife is pregnant, tell her, yeah, Dr. Mo, Dr. Mo said it's healthy. Yeah? Yeah? Right. Would that count as a free soup? <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> what? what sort of free <laughs> What? Because <laughs> <laughs> think about it. If you kill a, a, a I don't woman, want to think about it. <laughs> that's double homicide. It's double homicide. Yeah. So therefore, if you have sex with a pregnant like, woman, that's a reason. No, it's not. Because you've only you've only penetrated one. But then the but then you're you're gonna bust and the bus is gonna go to where the baby is. So it's interactive, no, it's not. though. It's not. Because the bus is not going into the into the womb. So where's it going? It's going into the ovaries. No, it goes to the but no. The oh, womb my, my. the ovaries isn't the womb. The, I don't think the ovaries is in the womb. I think once the egg has been fertilized, it then travels to the womb. And that's why you can get that ectopic pregnancy and stuff where the egg gets caught in one of the tubes or something. Oh. I have to look at my YouTube book after this. Yeah, I might have to do so as well. But I think the the eggs are somewhere and then it kind of then travels into the womb and stuff. I might be mistaken. <laughs> Someone might be listening to the podcast talking about, these men don't know GCSE biology. <laughs> but GCSE was a very long time ago. What's cool. yours? What's your thing? My one was um, machinism. Okay, what's that? Masochism. Um, deriving pleasure pleasure from high sensitization of the so basically pain. So like, <laughs> have you seen Peter's messages? Yeah, I've seen. <laughs> yeah, so 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 like inflicting physical or mental pain on one's partner. Mental pain, that's wild. How yeah, how so... would you inflict inflict mental pain? So like, it says so. If you enjoy nothing. If you enjoy being spanked, humiliated, or spit on, you might be a machinist. Some you enjoy being humiliated. No, I like doing the humiliation. 
لا 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 Being in that space where you your partner feels free enough to allow you to do those kind of stuffs, and so you wouldn't want to then go and abuse that trust and go all the way. So you might just you know, mm. do a little, little. Why not just do the you effing all of that stuff? No, yeah, you know that stuff. Again, again, go 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 back to the beginning. This is my wife, uh, who yeah. I'm wondering. In front of God. I've got to look her in the eye right afterwards. <laughs> Man turns into this Mr. Burns or whatever. That's wild. I think mine, mine is mine is a simple, safe one, but I know she's she's not gonna be on it. P is for public sex. <laughs> I know she won't be on it. Well, well, maybe you can work work up to it. You know, so so start start the living room and just you know just leave the curtain open just a little bit, little bit, <laughs> and then you know just just open it a bit way more, more, and then you know we could just in the garden, yeah, yeah. Then once you, you pitch a tent in the garden, <laughs> hey, what you mind doing? Picnic, picnic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter, okay. do you want to? Peter, do you want to? Give um give your one. If not, I think I can I can I can guess for you. Okay, Peter's not coming, so I'm gonna pick one for him. I don't even know what you guys are looking at. To be fair, um, but oh, no, look in the private I, chat. Look, look, look in the private chat. I don't know if he gets the message now. I do. Yes, I I can see the private chat. No, I'm good. I don't okay. have one. <laughs> Missionary all computer. day. Missionary all day. Eye contact. Peter's is pregnancy fetishism. I think no. it would be. I think it would no. be interrogation play. No, I, I think it might, it might be. I think it might be robot <laughs> robot fetishism. You know. I I can see that. I can see that. Pretend to be a Mac. It turns me on. Mm. <laughs> no. How, no. How many free Peter's like? Hey Google. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> Smash bros. <laughs> All right, you know, let's round up. Let's round up. <laughs> Woo! That was good. That was funny. <laughs> Hookups. Oh, okay. My hookup is. Um, a video, a music video. Um, Jacob Banks, um, vi- music video called Colors. Um, called Mercy. The vid- music itself is called Mercy, but on the channel called Colors. So if you type in Jacob Banks, Colors, yeah, that guy's voice is just a madness. Um, yeah. So Jacob Banks, Mercy on the Colors channel. So just write Jacob Banks colors will come up. Yeah, shout out Jacob. Um, oh, there's a music video I need to send to you, Peter. It's it's gospel drill, but okay, it's, but it's gospel drill 
all the way to the other side. So there's just one track called Spiritual Violence. Mm. I was legit scared listening to this <laughs> to this song. <laughs> it was crazy. But my hookup is a website um, called Mojo Upgrade. Okay. It's uh it's it's a site for you and your partner to go on. Um, again, well, in the theme of exploring kinks and stuff. So mm. it's like a questionnaire kind of thing. And so you fill it out, your partner fills it out. And so like it, it gives kinks and you can either answer it no. Well, let me see. You can answer it no if my partner wants to or yes. And so you go through okay. kinks and, and it does that. And then it will only, it, it won't show any of the answers either of you did no to. So like if one of you said, 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 said a no to it, it won't show up. So, so okay. we'll, we'll just show the yeses and the, if my partner wants to. So that's a good way to um, start having those conversations about things you might be interested in. You might learn something new yeah, about no, that stuff, Yeah, yeah. You might want to drop that to the private group, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll send that. I'll, I'll, I'll send that to the furnace. Cool. Um, I'm sick. All right, let's go. Um, shout out Rude for the intro outro music. Calvin Turner, Audrey and Mace logo. Twitter at Defense UK, Instagram at TBS Furnace, SoundCloud.com forward slash the Blacks Furnace, no apostrophe, on all good podcasts, the websites and apps, the Blacks Furnace with an apostrophe, and that's it. So this is the Blacks Furnace signing out. Blau. Blau.